Hello, I'm your host, Kathy Chester, and welcome to the Move It or Lose It podcast, a podcast about all things that move the mind, body, and soul. The Move It or Lose It podcast is for information, awareness, and inspirational purposes only. I am not a doctor, and I don't even play one on TV. So please consult with your doctor before making any medical decisions. The views expressed by advertisers, guests, or contributors are their opinions and not necessarily the views of the Move It or Lose It podcast. There was a quote that I loved to define my reality with MS, I choose optimism. Talk to me about that. So now you're going through more changes. How do you continue to choose optimism? Well, every day presents a different challenge. No two days are alike. That's for sure. Um, I think choosing optimism, I do that many different ways. I will either do it through my dogs, Mm -hmm. like just celebrating them and going out on the lawn and talking to them, playing. I will choose to write down a a gratitude list because really it does help. Yes. I'll choose to talk to my husband nicer than I did <laughs> before. <laughs> but but choosing optimism, I know for so many, we can't see too far down. I know that's right. a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't choose optimism for two months. I'm choosing optimism for this moment. And yeah. something achievable. And I think even doing something we can achieve brings us hope and hope is so powerful. It is that person out there listening, choose the optimism and the hope in this moment to go forward because you are worth it. No matter who you are and what you go through. Yes. Yes. I love that, John. I really, really do. I love that all that you do for MS, all that you advocate, how did you become the brand marketing for BioNews? How did that even come about? No, well, okay. I started as a columnist okay. um, with BioNews. No, okay. with actually multiple sclerosis news today, okay. which is the BioNews brand, such as ALS News Today. Yes. There are many. We have about 70 plus uh, BioNews brands, so digital platforms. So um, I started as a columnist. Silver Linings. I loved it. And I began getting more involved in analytics um, with our insights or um, things to do with bio news. And I, I, I love the brand. We are so mission driven in what we do with our, you know, about 70, it's over 76 of our employees, 76% of our employees have rare disease or a handicap. So we really do live our mission. And I love the founder and the CEO. I really do. This brand is real. So I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. When some shifts came um, on and I used to be into community engagement, um, we talked about it and that became my new title. And the first thing I did, the first speech I gave when we had an event at our corporate office about our brand, I begin to weep because this has meant so much to me. Yeah. 
it's been an evolution, but and growth. So that's how I didn't go to school for it. I went to school for psychology (laughs) way back in the day. Oh, that's funny because I started to, and then I feel like I'm doing psychology every day. So it's, um, it's interesting (laughs) what you do. It just kind of is in my personality. And so it just kind of, it just kind of is there, but, um, but I love that. So I've read some of your, your columns that you wrote and it's, they're just so well done. And, um, I just, I really just, I love your writing. It's just so beautiful and it's so authentic share with people who haven't read. I loved what you, I just recently read, um, something that you about concerts. Because I think it's so, I think it's so funny, but I think it's so brave because, you know, recently I've, my eyes have always been affected. So I've, I had optic neuritis was one of my first signs and it was, and in my right eye, I, um, I've never, I, it came back for a little bit, but just have never been able to see out of it. Unfortunately, I thought I had perfect vision in my left eye, but I guess I don't. So I could totally feel you in the con because when I'm in that dark and the lights are all crazy and I'm just like, I can't see. Talk to us, the listeners, about your first experience. And then you went, you went and did it again. I did. So you're talking about the first one was Paul McCartney. Yeah. Dodger Stadium, 50th birthday. And I always like, I kind of you know, scope it out. Where am I going to go? But I had no idea what I was in for. So we had gotten good seats, but in the second tier from my sister, first of all, we're walking down when it's daylight and there's no railing. There's no railing. That's when you said that. I'm like, there's no railing. railing. I'm like, Oh my God, which, which like I could go off on ADA compliance. Right, right. <laughs> so, but um, I was terrified going up because yeah. it was pitch dark. I didn't know what was going on with stepping because I couldn't, my spatiality is messed yeah. up. And all of a sudden, like my husband's guiding me, but out come like the kindness of hands that I, oh my gosh, it made me cry because these people helped me up. Yeah. But it absolutely made me say, I am never going to another concert ever because that was terrifying. And it made me extremely sad because I love music. And it was one other thing that I thought, get it. So fast forward, the Stones were in town and I really wanted to go see them. Well, this venue was newly built and okay. very accessible. They had and railings. They had, <laughs> I know. <They're> great. <laughs> Who doesn't have railings? And there were like 40 steps. Well, now Gosh. they have railings. But they had railings and they had everything well lit and it was enjoyable and it kind of rekindled my ability Good. to hope for more concerts, even if I needed to bring or be in a wheelchair, because right now mm-hmm. I, I could use a cane. Yeah. But at airports, always need a wheelchair. Right. But it really was a powerful experience. Yeah. So it was able to like bring me back full circle to yeah. be enjoyment. Because how many of you out there, I'm sure you are already like, nope, not trying that. Right. Especially after a bad experience, then it's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing it again. Forget no. it. No. <sighs> Little things too. Yeah. Big things. 
I I can only attest to that because I can, this will be real personal, but it's my podcast. So they've heard everything. But um, I remember, you know, I, my kids after my divorce and it was, it was really, really tough. And it was in 2013 and he had left and, you know, the MS, I guess was just too hard. And um, he was a pastor and God be with him. And so he, he had taken off. And so the kids were just kind of right or not literally, literally or not. And the kids were like, what happened? Like what in the world? Why do you, they were just all flustered. Finally, you know, a year goes by and they're like, mom, you've got to find something to do. Like literally you just work all the time. So I was like looking like, what do I do? So I joined um, like a meetup group and it was a running group. They're like a running group. You have MS, you work physically all day. You joined a running group. You don't even run. And I'm like, I didn't know what else to do. So they, um, and I didn't tell anyone I had a mess, but, um, I remember, you know, the first time that I fell, I didn't want to, you know, do it again. And I didn't want to talk to anybody about what I had. And then it was, you know, I, I didn't want everybody to look at me and feel bad for me. And, um, boy, was I in for it. They didn't, I didn't have to worry about that. They didn't feel bad for me. They're like, get up. <laughs> wipe off, get a beer and stop whining. I'm like, I joined the good group, I guess, because they never made me feel like I didn't fit in. You know, they always made me feel like I was a part of them. Love that. So it was you really good. Because you are. Yeah. And I was like, thank you for not making me feel like I'm an invalid and that I can't do stuff. And like, when you can't, we got you, but we'll bubble wrap your butt and put you out there. But you're not quitting. You're not quitting on us. So it does, that. when those things happen, it does. Um, and I was able to encourage someone that, you know, the other day that didn't get an invite. And I said, sometimes when I was single and alone, it was really tough. And when everybody was talking about their holidays, I just said, well, I've just been di- divorced. I, I don't have, I don't have family here. And it was really hard, but sometimes you just have to say, because most people don't know. You just have to put yourself out there. So I'm sure Jenny, you've had to do that several oh, times. Yes. I've and had to do it different situations with work, but, or with home. I think vulnerability and the art of vulnerability is powerful because you then liberate someone else to be vulnerable in their own life. And right. that is a gift because so often people think they have to hold it together or not open up about a certain thing. And that's that I understand that, or we're a product of our upbringing. We're taught right. just, you know, don't complain, don't say this. But so often that is just, that perpetuates fear. You know, right. the vulnerability you offer is a gift to somebody. Yeah, agree. Talk to me about, about support in general, like just what you, about your views of support. What does that look like to you? Wow, support is so individualized. I happen to have familial support. Mm-hmm. I have some, you know, um, now at the beginning, I did not, but um, I do, it won't look different. Let's put it yeah. that way. My husband is supportive, but we all know that, I mean, for, for me, that people, I say we all know, we don't all know. Let me wheel that right. back. Been married a long time. He can only take so much. 
I have my girlfriends. I think mm-hmm. I have the MS society if I need it. Yeah. I have my dogs. I think I have my writing. I I think support looks different for everybody. I think it's important to cultivate a support a network for yes. yourself. It's not important. It's crucial. And you need to have that network. Go to groups. Yes. Meet people who exchange phone numbers. Be vulnerable. Risk and put yourself out there because yeah. people will be your lifeline. And guess what? You're a gift. You will be there. A hundred percent. I love that. Not always going to be, it will never be what it looks like in the movies. It's right. Right. True. And I, and I think, would you say this too? Cause I know that through the years um, there's been time when times when it's been, you know, really sad, it's been support that hasn't been there and you've been, Uh you've kind of mourned it. Right. And you thought, wow, I thought that person was going to really be there. And I think it's, Again, the vulnerability of, you know, it, you go on a date, it doesn't work. You, you've got to go on another date. So it's kind of like, I've been to a support group. My first one was in a scooter shop. I thought, who has a support group in a scooter shop? It's your first time you just diagnosed and we're all looking yeah. at these scooters. Like, right. get me out of here. No one's paying so attention. Like, right. I'm like, they're said. talking and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I just can see scooters. <laughs> so I, you know, I thought like, okay, I've got it. I've got to try it again. Something, you know, a different one. I think so often we can give up, but we've got oh, to try. I've lost friends. Um, Friends, I never thought I would lose over this because my disease worsening made them feel uncomfortable. And I spent so much time making them feel better or faking it that only when they removed themselves from my life did I realize that. Yeah. And I grieved hard. Yeah. Sad. But yeah. Jen, I love that you said that because I think for us that we've had it for a long time, we've, we've experienced that. We know what that feels like as our disease progresses, you see people kind of start to leave and then you realize, then there's always, I always feel like someone comes in that is like a huge gift to you that you weren't expecting after you grieved that I think it's important to grieve the loss of that person that's stepped back in a way because it's, it's just too much. And I don't think you ever expect who that person's going to be that, yeah. that goes away. And um, I'm grateful because I don't think I wouldn't want to know, you know, who that person's going to be. And it just, and it hurts. And I think you grieve it, but then you leave your heart open and we have to do that for what, who that next person or who that next puppy could be. Um, oh, to yeah. help us. So. Well, like anything, I think metabolizing something, like having something to process, yeah, allow yourself to be sad. It is sad. Sure. For sure. Absolutely. So another thing I want to talk to you about is now that you know, you've been advocating for so long, what are some of the things you saw during the pandemic and post-pandemic? Well, are we at post-pandemic? I don't know. I, I've just got over um, COVID again. So... <sighs> So what on um, as well? So crazy. I'm so tired of this. So what are the what are the things that you've seen? I'm going to ask you both good and bad. Sure. Well, um, good. 
I have seen a lot of neighborhood support when at first when people were relatively new to it and I was scared to do anything media scared. Every, I was just scared. Yes. And people left toilet paper at my door. They kept <laughs> like, that was better than gold. I'm like, right. Let's love me. Um, offered to go shopping. I yeah. think people um, were helpful. Yeah. Um, bad. Um, the polarization has been sad. I think not even talking political. I right. think it's um, for those of us that are vulnerable and sometimes people are surprised I'm out and about and I, I'm making a choice because right. I want to live. If I right. late, I will be depressed. I take all my precautions. I have all my things and I still got COVID. Right. Okay. I was in the hospital and it was bad. And I still go on business trips and do things well protected because yeah. I have to. But I, I think if we could all leave our judgment caps at home. Yes. Oh, yes. That's yes. all. Because yeah. each to each his own. If somebody yeah. doesn't want to do that, that's cool. I appreciate yeah. that. Right. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I, the same part of my, my job, part of my life is traveling and I do the same. I wear everything and all my masks and I do all my stuff and I've got sanitizers all over the place, but, um, it's just that I I don't think we can keep this one away and it just, we get it. And plus, and just, it is what it is. And I just think I'm not going to go where it's not safe, but I can't stop living. And the work that I do and I love life and I'm just going to pray, God protect me and I'm going to go about my business. And so I'm not going to be so afraid that I'm stuck in the house and, um, and not living and not doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. So I agree with you, but on the other hand, I'm with you. I would never judge another person that is extremely immune compromised that, that isn't leaving and many of them I teach. And I just, I, I have no judgment. As a matter of fact, if I could drop their groceries off, I would. Absolutely. Um, it, and it bothers me. We just don't, I mean, I'm immune compromised, but right. I also am prone to depression. So I know what being alone and isolated would do to me. Right. It has done and being away. And I am an intelligent woman and I use that brain God gave me to make intelligent choices. Right. But I still need to know my own limitations as well. Right. Right. I agree a hundred percent. So what have you seen like now after sort of coming out of this, when we advocate and we're doing, what are you seeing now? Anything that's giving you hope that there's something brighter that you're seeing with some of our MSers that you're seeing a brighter side to them that they're not so sad and it's not so heavy. I am. I am. I'm seeing people come out more. I'm seeing people join in person more. Yeah. Oh boy. When you see someone who really hasn't been out. Yeah. It makes you cry because I remember how I felt and I did a self-imposed isolation and thinking it was seven days for the curve and right long curve but it's okay (laughs) um but and I did it it's okay you I want to help my community right um but I'm beginning to see in person things Mm -hmm. again 
yeah. we need each other. We're human beings. So yes. um, if you're afraid, call someone on the phone, meet them outside, but we're human beings. So yeah. I have seen more things start happening in person, more gatherings, yeah. walk the mess, not being remote. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was really good to be a uh, to be a part of that, and I actually got to meet because um, one of my clients was about an hour away, so I got to surprise him and and go oh to that. My it was so special, and um, he's such a great guy. You probably already his name's Adam Powell. Oh, I've heard of him. So, okay, so um, I got to surprise him and meet him, and um, so it's just it, it's so special, and um, I've got to do that a couple times with people in my support group that are around. And I can just surprise them. And oh um, that would be a great really, surprise. It's just really fun to do. And um, I'm going to be able to do that with um, a support group here that's about an hour away and go. But it's so great, like you said, to be in person. It's so it worth it it's to just be able it. to see them. And so I can no longer be- walk the course, but I still volunteer and raise money because yeah. I still want to be a part of it. And they urge people who take themselves out of something because it's a walk. There's other ways that you matter. Yeah. You matter. Yeah. Show up and cheer. We need you. Absolutely. We Absolutely. Need you in the world, you are needed. In yes. And your positive attitude, Jen, are you kidding? I mean, if I was about to fall over, you'd be the first person I'd want it. I'd want you to laugh at me. I'd want you to say, girlfriend, go get some bubble wrap. I mean, your your personality is the best to have on those. I mean, I would want you there for sure. So I would be sad if you weren't doing those. So for you getting yourself better, what do you see on the horizon for you? What do you, what is your like biggest wants that you want to accomplish this next couple of years? I'd like to get healthier, physically healthier. And I'm not talking about MS, just find a dietary balance yeah. I like food um and and not all of it likes me back so <laughs> better learn how look I'm talking to you but learn how to move correctly well I can help you with that girlfriend I got I, you on that I think that's something that I look at my life um you know how Facebook has memories right yeah. so it shows me working out with my trainer here Seven years ago, going up and down my steps. Now I can't go up without holding one, but yeah. I can go up. But it learning how to move mm-hmm. correctly because yeah. I think so often we think we can manage an exercise, but we do right. it. I need right. to do that. And then also, I see myself continuing with Bio News to help. Uh, increase what we can do to bring reality of the patient yeah to drug makers so they see okay we don't have a cure right what if we had something to help the symptoms right be amazing right we need reality to yes. meet need conduits yes. so if i see anything i hope i'm a conduit to some sort of education, peace, joy, yeah. bring to somebody. And I love that. Yeah, I love that. Get strong as the journey gets tougher. I hope I can get strength too. There's yeah. a lot. I want a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what keeps you going. 
that's what keeps me going. And I, you know, I, I tease my husband, never want anything to happen with them. But when that day comes, I'm opening a kennel in my backyard. It's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'd say you're worth more to me alive than dead. So don't, not yet. We're not ready for that. No, not but, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? No, me neither. Yeah. So I just, um, but yeah, I'm like, you know, I want another dog. He's like, we waited a long time that I finally said it because he had never had a dog. But let me tell you, that man is with her all the time. And so I'm like, yeah, even his oh, kids. Yeah. So we've got five between us. So it's just funny to watch him. I I'm like, that. we got I married in 2019. So, and they yes. all get along great. We we're so nervous about where they get along. We're like, what were we nervous about? I they, love they love each other. So it is, um, yeah. So it was a great gift. And he's been awesome through all this and he's had a crash course into because you don't you don't know I mean I thought I'd be great forever and then all of a sudden just went and um I was like there's a lot changing I'm going to try to give you crash course here's all the literature that could happen read it real fast and then we're going to go to the doctor then we're going to Cleveland Clinic University of Michigan Johns Hopkins and he's like just trying to listen and take notes. And so it's, it's been a good man though. Who's open. That's a good man. Very good. I've got a very good family and very grateful. So, of course you do. Yes. And that's the worst part is no dairy. I'm I'm Italian. No dairy. So I'm with you. It it is like for me too, it's taking the different diets. And for me, what I always do with a client is say, let's start with, with fresh food. If you're reading a label and you get to the the words and you don't know what they mean, you can't say them or spell them, let's put that back. And then we know that's that's not one for you. So, oh boy, is that the truth? I really respect that in you. And I would like to learn to do that in manageable steps. So it becomes a lifestyle and not a momentary right. uh, thing. Yeah. So. I think I just, I like that. Like what you just said, start there rather than giving them a book that so changes everything so fast for someone that it's, and some people can do that and they can do it right away. Um, But others I think need to do it in baby steps. And so I think it's, um, it just depends on your personality. And I think for me, I need, I needed baby steps. I couldn't just get rid of everything all at once. So um I think that that that's almost Small victories, right? Yes. Little victories are what they're yes. about. Just saying, percent you did it. Yes. I feel better, or I don't. Yes. Let's keep trying, you know. And you're t- more likely to keep trying if you're succeeding. Exactly. Well, I cannot tell you. I'm I'm very glad that you're not going anywhere with Bio News because I love what you're doing there. I've been able to read so much, and and I'm really soak up a lot of the stuff um, that I've been reading with bio news. And I just, I'm, I'm loving the company. And I just think that, um, that what you're doing there and the stuff that you do for others is just so incredible. And so I know that you've got to work on you and you've got to get yourself feeling better. And then I'm so excited for what you're doing next and for all the stuff you're going to do. And um, I can't wait to interview you next and see what cool things you you are doing. Gosh, what worlds you've taken over after this. Well, I look forward to that. But first, you're coming on my podcast. Well, thank you. We're I would love to. It right. All right. This. For it. Everybody heard it. Yes, <laughs> I would love to.
Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Move It or Lose It podcast, where you can again find us wherever you like your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Join us on that. And we can't wait to see you again. We're going to have a lot of exciting guests and working together. And as always, you'll hear us say at the end of every podcast, we are stronger together. So let's do it. Let's become stronger together. Have a great day. Hey.